Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm, I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution. So I hope you're doing really well today, wherever you are. I am really excited about this guest this week. Her name is Rebecca Dennis. She is the author of the book, Just Breathe. She's a coach. She's a workshop leader, and she's the founder of breathingtree.co.uk. And she has a practice in central London uh, in Dabba Yoga. The technique that she practices and teaches is called transformational breath. Rebecca is Fern Cotton's personal breath worker and her work has been featured on BBC Radio, in Tatler, Elle, Red Magazine, The Times, The Telegraph, Grazia, so many more. She's really a leader in this field and she specialises in helping people with things like anxiety, depression, stress, trauma. And I was lucky enough to get to go to one of Rebecca's breathwork classes a couple of weeks ago and we spoke just after I'd been to her class. So it was great just to be able to experience it and then to talk to her about what's actually happening in the mind and the body when we do this breathwork practice. So I chat to Rebecca about why breathwork is so powerful and what it is. We talk about why many of us are breathing incorrectly and she teaches us how we should be breathing. We talk about anxiety and depression and how to use the breath to treat these conditions. And we also talk about how it can help to process trauma, which is absolutely fascinating. And I also share my experience of the breathwork session, and it was incredibly powerful, I have to say. And also I share about how I came full circle, it feels, with panic attacks through the experience of breathwork. So just before we get into this episode, I want to remind you that my online course, Your Karma Self, which is an online program that helps you to manage your anxiety. It gives you the tools to manage your own anxiety and become the calmest and most confident version of yourself that you can be. It launches on the 4th of March. And I run this every six months, so it's twice a year. And it really is a life-changing course. And this year is going to be bigger and better than ever. So I'm adding in some live calls with me so that you can ask questions and also get live coaching and live experiences. And also the people who sign up within the first few days and get the early bird offer are going to get an amazing goodie bag full of gorgeous, calming treats. So definitely get involved in the early bird offer if you want to get involved in that. And to hear when it launches, you need to be on my newsletter. You can sign up at karmau.com forward slash 
free. So make sure you get my emails. All right, let's get into the episode with Rebecca. Okay, so welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me. It's really good to chat. I would love you to share with us um, how you have come to do what you do today, what your journey has been. Well, I, with regards to breath work, I've always been really interested in the body, anatomy, physiology. So my first sort of trainings, I was working in advertising and sort of making music videos, did that, you know, in the background sort of 20 years. But on the side, I was um, learning massage, um, body work and different healing skills. And I used to go to India a lot and practice, uh, trained in Reiki. So all of these like different um, healing modalities. And um, I had been living with depression for a long time, like 20 years. So from the age of, um, I guess like 17 or, you know, around that age when really when it was like people didn't really know or understand what depression was. And so I got myself eventually to a doctor's and they put me on medication and I was on medication for 15 years. And, um, you know, during those those times, like I, you know, I suffer with anxiety and panic attacks as well. But every time that I used to try to come off the medication, it was like a car crash. I mean, I just literally couldn't function. And so then I would go back on the medication and I tried all of these different um, like psychotherapy, CBT, yoga, changed my diet, detox, um, you know, just I tried everything that I possibly could to try and get to the roots of depression which can be very complex um and it was like over 10 years ago now that i was i was in a really really dark place anyway like with the depression sometimes it just takes you to a really dark place and um and i walked into a breath workshop i had no idea what to expect at the time i was working at this place a really special place called the special yoga center where um, i was raising um, funds for the yoga center because they work with special needs kids and it's just a really beautiful place run by a lady called joe manuel and so i was really stressed because i had to like raise a hundred thousand pounds for this amazing event that we were putting on and um yeah and there happened to be a breath workshop there and so i um i just walked into it didn't know what to expect and it was so powerful uh, on so many levels you know it was very cathartic it was very physical um i could feel every cell in my body and i just knew that i'd really found something that wasn't necessarily i felt i didn't know exactly at that time but i felt like i found something that wasn't like just a temporary fix like you know if you go for a massage and then you feel better or you know you go for a run you can shift, you know, you can shift um, the way that you feel. But but with this, I just felt it going a lot more deeper on many, many levels. And so I just kept going back for more transformational breath exercises or workshops, um, doing one-on-ones and, and uh, wherever I could, really. And, um, and very quickly, really, I managed to come off the medication with guidance of my doctor. And, um, and I haven't taken medication for 10 years. And so it totally, totally changed my life massively, like in so many ways, like, as you know, that was just the beginning of that journey. And, um, and then, you know, it sort of then started to 
changed my life in, in other ways and, and really taught me how to trust my mind and to really become, be, become friends with my body as well. And um, so, yeah, came off the medication and then decided that this is what I wanted to teach. And I just, kept, I just went, for the, went for it and just went for the training and went to Miami and got to Italy and Mexico and all these wonderful places where they were teaching this work with the founder of um, Transformational Breath, Judith Kravitz. So I trained a lot with her and, um, yeah, just had a practice ever since. So that's, that's in a nutshell how I came across it. Amazing, amazing how it was, you know, you tried all these other things, but it was breath work that really turned things around. And can you explain what exactly it is? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not just about breath work as well. I really think it's like how you, you know, it's, it's, it's a really central support system for me, but then it's kind of gets us to become more aware about the way that we're living our life or the people that we have in our life or what we're putting into our bodies or what our triggers are, what our patterns are, what we use to like distract ourselves. And so really it was like, to me, it's like therapy, but without having to do the talking. And, you know, rather than going over and over a story in our heads, which, you know, I was finding some of the therapies that I was going to, like previously, like with some like psychotherapists, I go in there and I talk for an hour and think, I'm not sure kind of what happened there. Or sometimes I'd be like, um, wondering what to talk about for an hour. And with this, really, it just, it's, it's all about coming out of the mind. I'm not saying that psychotherapy is amazing. And I think, you know, there's some, it's I, the combination of all of these things is incredible. So, but, but for me, um, it was more about really uh, listening to like the intelligence of my body and and what I have been holding on to inside because depression is just so physical as well as mental and so with with the breath work what we're doing is looking at how we're breathing and the way that we're breathing and opening up the respiratory system to its full capacity. And when we do that, then we can start to clear our restricted breathing patterns because the majority of teenagers and adults um, are using only a third of their respiratory system. And so we all have breathing patterns and our breathing patterns are really unique. They're like a, a thumbprint. And so um, they really tell our story. They really show where we're at in the world. And so, what when we can clear those restrictive breathing patterns, then um, we can let go of like things like physical tension that we're holding on to in the body, um, trauma, past stories, past tapes, and emotional baggage. And what you know what what happens is when we tend to control emotions and when we control pain, is we we tense up and we hold our breath. So that's in the way that our body is like a biological recording of our past. And it's just got the, all these little sort of, it's like a, a database or like a computer with all of this information in here. And like, it's like we have armor, you know, like when you talk about people that have body armor, it's like a this energetic armor really is the way that I like to describe it. And so really just helping to, to die, go deep into that with the breath and help to to clear that and then so what we're doing with transformational breath is using this technique which is called conscious connected breathing and then we work with acupressure as well all over the body just working with different parts of the body just helping to release tension there and then working with positive affirmations as well so that's also really key because if you're combining breath work with positive affirmations then it's helping to reframe 
those neural pathways as well as to the way that we think like I'm not good enough you know I'm not worthy all of these things that we those little monkeys gremlins that we have in our heads that can time to time come and tell us and sometimes can be very loud and so working with positive affirmations but also working with movement as well and sound so the combination of all of that that those five modalities movement sound affirmations acupressure and the breath it's just really really powerful it is incredibly powerful because i came to your class on friday and it's very powerful it doesn't even compare to anything like a yoga class or a meditation you really feel like you've had a deep experience and you feel different afterwards and yeah I, I find it completely I didn't amazing. I didn't catch up with you kind of I didn't have time to catch up with you but how was I could see that it was a pretty powerful session for you but how it was, was it for you so yeah. I had moments where I felt extreme gratitude and it's a it's a weird it's almost a weird feeling because we don't often feel that in daily life that intense like full body gratitude that makes you want to cry I was I was feeling incredible like gratitude for the whole team that was helping and I was like in tears thinking oh my god this is like such an amazing experience I want everyone to be able to have this experience and other other times kind of connecting to, to sadness a bit later on and I was crying and I really felt like something was releasing from my body it was like in my lungs I could feel like this tension releasing I don't know if it's the diaphragm or something but mm. I was crying and it was kind of like a real um I don't know it felt like my lungs were releasing or letting go of something and it was yeah well amazing. when the like the Chinese medicine you know theories as well in the lungs like we hold on to grief don't we so mm. when we and when we um in the practice like the transformational breath we're really encouraging people to do a deep diaphragmatic breath which means that you're breathing using your your lower abdominal so breathing into the belly and then that way you can really let go of the tension in the diaphragm so hopefully everybody knows where their diaphragm is who's listening to this but not everybody does and it's an um there's a large dome sheet muscle that sits under the rib cage and that's like our primary breathing muscle and um and it's like the mothership for you know for breathing really because that's all it's there for so if like we have tension which i think maybe you felt maybe in that session that in the diaphragm if we're holding on to tension there then our lungs can't be used to their full capacity as well so really breathing in that way and that you know we were breathing for a long time weren't we it was like two hours or something so you're really giving the whole body like a really beautiful massage as well like all of your organs and all of your muscles and then and therefore having like able to have like this um emotional release yeah it's fascinating and I really like what you said before about depression being very physical and the same I think is true for anxiety it's such a physical mm -hmm. issue that it sometimes feels as if trying to do a I don't know for example cognitive behavioral therapy technique although I think they're amazing in certain, certain yeah. situations and for some people but to try and just think your way out of feeling depressed or anxious it's not going to cut it because this thing is in your body. It's like an an energy of fear or an energy of sadness that almost needs to be released. Yeah, but you can it, probably say it better than than I can. Well, no, because you're pretty expert on this as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you you know, explain it beautifully. But I mean, I think the thing with anxiety and with high anxiety and maybe depre and depression as well. Um, is that your yeah it is such a physical thing so sometimes anxiety will become will will arrive 
in the body before it even does in the mind I mean have you ever experienced that I know like kind of when like for me like now I'm fine talking in front of big groups it's like it's it's not something that I'm terrified of but back in the day I would do anything to not talk in a even a small group like you know would would run a mile and like what would happen to me like even before um people would ask me to speak I could feel like my zona plexus I don't you know like everyone everyone gets anxiety in different parts of their body don't they but for me it was like always in the solar plexus and it was just start pumping really quite loudly and then like almost like you could physically see it like coming out of my jumper um and then and then sometimes you know when you feel hot or you feel a bit shaky and some people you know and they're getting anxious like they'll start to get red like all up their neck won't they all in their chest as well so in the way, you know, because I guess because with the body, the blood pressure is starting to rise and your body's telling you it's activating the sympathetic nervous system and it's getting ready for, you know, to, to flee or to fight. Um, and so when that's happening, like you say, rather than going with the minds going, okay, just think positive thoughts, you're going to be fine, just just calm down, but, you know, all of these things. But actually, you'll be like, but my body's not calming down quick enough with what my mind is telling me to do. And then that can make you feel even more anxious because it's like, um, it's, it's almost like the the mind is, uh, I think so, I think what some people, the way that they, if, you know, with anxiety, I think sometimes get really people get really angry with their anxiety and they get really frustrated with it. And then um, rather than be gentle with it. And I think that's like my biggest lesson and what I like to kind of um, share with people as well is that if you can be more gentle with those feelings, like in a way that you would be gentle with a child, it's no good and say, oh, just get on with it. Go on, get up there. It's almost, it's just like kind of, if you can just be really gentle and hold that space for that anxiety, then it's going to know that it's, it's safe. It's, it's safer than that and that's where the breath comes in because if you're breathing um, if you start practicing and you start breathing using deep diaphragmatic breathing and you're breathing into the belly and uh, and slowly and deeply um, then the messages to the from the brain to the body and the body to the brain is that you're activating the parasympathetic nervous system so when you activate that via the vagus nerve like do you know all about the speakers i don't know if you've been talking lots about the vagus nerve but the one that controls like the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system so when you um, breathe deeply into your belly then the message is that you're going into more of a relaxed digest state and so the body then starts to calm down with you and then the mind can start to focus as well so so interesting um, I was thinking about this because I think after the session, I've become a lot more aware of my breathing and I've noticed there, there was a time, I think it was earlier this week, that I was doing some filming and I was in kind of a, a studio with hot lights and things. I noticed, oh, like you're not breathing properly because you're a bit, you know, it's a bit of an intense situation when you're being interviewed. And I, I was really kind of aware of that and trying to make a conscious effort to breathe more deeply and... So yeah, I suppose for people listening, should they be trying to be aware of how they're breathing during the day? Is there is there a way to do that? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's like if you're um, feeling like particularly anxious, like especially in a, in a situation like that, or if you know it's just it's intense, isn't it? And so you you kind of 
Evelyn, you're literally under the spotlight, weren't you? So um, a really nice method is the box breathing method, which is what SAS um, use when they're in highly stressful situations and they need to tune in and they need to focus. So that's, um, I mean, isn't it amazing now that the SAS are now using like breathwork techniques yeah. and, uh, and practicing yoga as well. And so it's just, you know, it's just really broadening to such a wider spectrum as opposed to kind of like a few years ago when it was like considered a bit more maybe new agey, like now it's just like, you know, corporates and so on. But um, when you're working with uh, box breath, then, you know, again, always breathe into the belly. So like the foundations to all breath work for me is, are you using your lower abdominal muscles? Because you have a little diaphragm in your pelvis, not just, you know, not just under your rib cage. There's one in the pelvis, there's one in the pelvis that's helping to breathe. And then there's one just at the back of the neck as well. So your breathing system is from here all the way down to your pelvis as well. Um, and so breathe when you inhale, then you push your belly out as you inhale, and then the belly comes in as you exhale. And then you count inhale for four as you're pushing your belly out. So inhale, one, two, three, four, and then hold for four, and then exhale for four, and then hold for four, and then inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four hold for four so that's why it's like in a box and um you know that's something that you can just you can do um around people without people necessarily noticing that you're doing it and um then you you know you can really you can just feel like your whole state change you know it's like how you can change your feeling states very quickly by just changing the rhythms of your breath like you can change from really feeling really stressed to feeling relaxed from feeling really scattered to feeling focused from feeling really tired to feeling energized just by using different breathing techniques but really like every day if people just like another biggest thing uh, what i notice with people is that when they're breathing and they take a deep breath then their shoulders immediately go up and then down and it's just like you do not need your shoulder muscles and you don't need your neck muscles to breathe at all um so really rather than imagine that the breath is kind of traveling up and down or it's vertical imagine that the breath is expanding in and out so if you can just change that because you've only just got to look at a baby and look at a toddler or even like we've just got a little puppy and she's so sweet and when you look at her breathing she's got the perfect you know, the perfect breath where it's in the belly and it's just coming in and out like a wave. Um, but with babies and toddlers, their breath is also like that. So it's in the belly and it's in the midsection and it's in the chest and in the back and it's coming in and out like a wave. And it isn't until we, you know, the reason why that is, is because when you're a baby and a toddler, you do not care what people think about you and you express exactly how you feel and um and you're really present and you're just in the moment and it's just so you're just you're not you haven't got this tension you're not holding your breath you don't actually haven't actually experienced feelings of fear yet as well you know there's feelings of guilt or shame or you know not fitting in so it's not really until we're three to seven when we emotionally develop and then we start to become more aware of those things which of course you know is handy we need to know when things are hot or when things are dangerous and so on um but also you know we we start to hold our breath and that's how our breathing patterns change so really it's about remembering how you used to breathe when you were a baby 
and when you're a toddler and just getting the body to reset and rewire and the more you can do that every single day just very simple strip it back breathe in your belly um, be present with your inhale and present with your exhale and just keep letting trying to let go of those thoughts and keep allowing the mind to wander to the breath um, then each time you're doing that you're just reminding the body how to breathe properly I love that. I love that. So breathing into the belly, box breathing, breathe like a baby. Yeah, absolutely. Or a puppy as well. Or a dog, actually. All dogs seem to have like a really lovely breath. Yeah, okay. That's good to know. Mm. When it comes to actually processing trauma then, Mm. how how does that work in terms of breath, breath work? It's really complex, isn't it? Trauma, I think we experience trauma. Everybody experiences trauma. At some in some form in some way on a mental emotional mental emotional physical level um, whether that be an accident or if you fall over or if it's mental or if it's emotional um, and again you know I think with breath like you know when I'm working with people with PTSD or when I've worked with people that have served in um, Afghanistan for example and like stuff like they can't necessarily talk about and so it's you know it's again it's like when we suppress feelings or we repress feelings then we we bury them you know we push them we 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 hold our breath we push them we hold those inside and that takes a lot of energy to to hold that inside and then that emotion like kind of if you know trauma um sometimes can come out in other ways like anger um and so you know that when with with the breath it's just really helping us to um to to go back to like that where those heavier suppressed emotions are being held in the emotional body and then to feel like a safe place where we can actually breathe into them and then help to um release them because when you're going deep into breath work and when you're going on this breath journey and you start to integrate the breath then it takes you into a space where it's almost like it's just backtracking you know backtracking it's like unlocking like little doors that maybe we've we've closed or doors that we've shut and i mean it might be easier if i just explain it to you like for example a late really lovely lady who i know won't mind sharing this story but how she had claustrophobia for years and um she had claustrophobia from the age of you know she's now 70 and um when she was four or five she was sent to boarding school with nuns um with her sister and um and when she was in inverted commas like badly behaved she was put in a cupboard by the nuns and then they forgot about her and she was left there overnight and so by the time they found her she was severely traumatized and um, thankfully she got taken out of that boarding school but she has done everything since then in life to avoid being in a small place so she she was you know like so being in a toilet she could never lock the door because there's a there's your her body is remembering that that is danger it's you know that would you know that intense time it's just like her body just oh is overcome with like there is no way i'm going into a small space and again like going into lifts she would always take the stairs she would like literally put her she put her trolley in like if she was going to safe ways at shopping she put the trolley in on one level run up the stairs to meet it at the next level all of these things she'd been doing her whole life to avoid being in small spaces and 
she had to go for an MRI scan, which is why she came to meet me and do some breathing sessions with me because it was like a life or death situation and she wanted to be here to see her grandchildren. And so she was going to have to go into this very confined space to have um, uh, an MRI scan. And um, after three sessions, we just really, you know, were working with the breath, working with these positive affirmations, you know, helping to release that that fear, um, she was able to have the MRI scan and actually using the breathing exercises throughout it as well. And she was absolutely fine. So, wow. um, you know, there's, you know, there's many stories and I kind of like some of it to me, it's just, it's, it's the magic of this work as well. And then there's the science of this work too. And, and some of it is, you know, sometimes when we we want to know the whys and the hows and the science and, and all of these, but actually it's really the stories and the case studies and the results that I get that kind of prove to me again and again that this work is just, you know, our, our breath is, is like such a, a strong medicine and it's just way more powerful than we, you know, inhaling 20,000 times a day. And it's, it's we unconsciously do it, but we can also consciously breathe as well it's the only system in our body that we can do that mm. um and um and and some way somewhere along the line you know like the yogis and the in the east and the buddhists they've known this for thousands of years but in the west it's like we've forgotten that and um and i think a lot of it is to do with because people are just so disconnected you know they're just really um disconnected so therefore they're not connected to their breath and so it's just, uh, just there's just that starting point of getting connected, getting connected into your body, um, which is, you know, like I say, is so intelligent and understanding that it's not just the mind that is running the show, basically. You know, our heart has 40,000 neurons or something communicating um, to the brain and the gut has got millions of neurons as well so it's all everything's communicating to each other via the nervous system and um and those old sayings like listen to your gut you know they've been around for years haven't they mm, mm. um without really asking why yeah wow okay so so it's about connecting to our bodies and releasing some of the stuff that we've kept inside we've either shoved it down because we don't want to deal with it or our body has remembered you know a fearful situation that it needs to process that in a way yeah right yeah 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 because it's like it's like armor isn't it it's like we we have like that that armor around us you know like sometimes um I guess like sometimes when people when you really, when you really tune into your intuition and your senses as well like sometimes when you're not comfortable around certain people you think oh why is that but but a lot of it is because we're just being triggered all the time by past memories and if we can just clear those memories that we're carrying then we're not um, we can just be more present and just more comfortable in our own bodies yeah, I think that I suppose that's so relevant for people with anxiety because it is so much about those triggers. So you get on the tube and because you had a panic attack before on the tube, you, you feel panicky again or, you know, in social situations, you you blushed once. And so you're in a social situation again and that gets triggered and we do mm. need to kind of process that. 
And I'm really convinced from what I've learned over the years about anxiety that we have to address anxiety at a physical level because it isn't enough just to even meditate, even that, even though that's one of the things that I think is you know most effective. We need to do something physically yeah. to release this stuff and process it. Yeah, yeah, because it's like with meditation as well, um, when you're practicing breath work, it can really help you to um, expand your meditation practice or your yoga practice as well because you're looking at the patterns of your breath. And so you're you're really you're opening up your breath more, so that then you can work on that much deeper level. Because I, I with me with transformational breath or connected breathing, it's like really it's I just think it's for people who find it well not for not not just for people who find it hard to meditate, but it's really useful for people who find it hard to meditate. And also, you know, we want to kind of get things solved quite quickly. And for me with transformational breath, it's like I tried so many different techniques but this just got there and it got to the source and it got there really quickly so um but it's like one of those things once you start digging there's always a little bit more digging to do isn't there and um and uh yeah but but with regards to um anxiety i think that like you say it's it's such a physical thing and it's and it just holds people back doesn't it from from doing stuff you know it can hold people back their whole life because of anxiety so if you cannot let you know that's not any longer in control of you um then you're able to live life more fully aren't you yeah yeah absolutely i think i think it's worth remembering that there is so much we can do we there is so much we can do if we are just brave enough to to do a bit of work and to explore things and try things like breath work and um, I'm wondering what would you, what would you say to people who might be feeling a bit nervous about coming to something like breath work because it might be yeah. for some people no, a bit overwhelming or out of their comfort yeah. zone. I, I, I it's it's really good that you say that because I think that you know again it's like just treat you know with anxiety to really really treat it gently and there's some people who are who have really, really high anxiety, like some people have such high anxiety, they can't even get out the door. Um, and, you know, if you are going to a breathwork class, don't feel embarrassed to let the teacher know first that that you you have high anxiety. You don't have to share it with the whole group. Um, but you, it's important to kind of check in and do some research with the people that you're working with. Um, because we know it's like with this work, what I do is very physical and it's, you know, it's powerful as well. Um, but we always hold like a really, really safe space, um, for people so that, because, you know, if you've experienced panic attacks, sometimes in breath work, maybe it will feel like maybe that, you know, you'll feel like maybe some of that's going to, is coming back on again, but it's just the body's way of going back to that and then breathing into it and breathing through it. Um, but, but you know, just just to start with anxiety. Remember, like there's that place where I think in the workshop which I shared with you, if you put your thumb into your solar plexus, which is just underneath the sternum, um, which is um, which is your chest bone. So not never on the bone, but if if you put your thumb into there, you can do some gentle acupressure yourself, and just you know start learning. You know, just breathing very very deeply into the belly you know get get yourself breathing in the belly first because so many people 
cannot get the breath down there at all. And I find that so many people, especially with high anxiety, are breathing in their chest and they've got really, really tight diaphragms as well. So um, if you, you know, you can start doing, like in my book, there's tips on like kind of, you know, starting with crocodile pose, so lying on the floor and, um, you know, so that you can feel your belly on the ground, touching the floor, so as it's breathing in and out. And then you can just slowly retrain it and get it to, to breathe down there. Brilliant, brilliant. I love, I love a bit of acupressure. That's, that feels good actually to do that. Yeah. Um, just to share another experience that I had for, for people listening, I have a history of panic attacks. And the first panic attack I had at 15 was very traumatic. I really thought I was dying. I didn't feel like I recovered from it for about two years. I felt very anxious afterwards. Mm-hmm. And when I first did breath work, in a way, it was a little bit, not like a panic attack, but you kind of have that, because you're breathing a lot and you get sort of slightly tingly because you're breathing. Um, but it was learning, for me, it was learning to be okay with that sensation and to kind of just surrender to the experience and to relax into it. That almost felt like I was coming full circle for that yeah. panic attack and kind of closing the loop in a way and healing from that experience because I could just let go and kind of go with the experience. So for anyone that's, yeah, has issues around kind of breathing or panic attacks and things, I think it could be a really healing experience to do something like that. Yeah, because um, we, you know, it's really scary, isn't it? You know, and you've come so far from that as well. Like you said, like it was two years that it just knocked you. And, um, and you don't want it to happen again. So it's like, we just we just do everything that we possibly can to avoid that from happening again. And and then, like, you know, if you come into like a breathing, a breathing session and breathing workshops, like they'll, you know, I always say to people, there's gonna be resistance and there's gonna be, the mind is gonna take you straight up there and it's gonna go, mm, I don't think this is working. Or I don't think this is right for me. Or I don't like how this is feeling. I gotta get, I just wanna get out of here or just pretend I'm breathing and then I'll leave. You know, it's just like, um, because it's, 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 you know, the mind is very dominant. It's also very fragile. It's also very beautiful, but it's, um, it's always trying to protect us and defend us. And, um, and so really it's just like, you know, letting it know that it's, it's okay. I've got this, you know, I've got this, I'm working with my breath and I'm going to trust this and I'm going to surrender into it because it's that thing about, I think it's losing control, isn't it? It's like, yeah. if you have a panic attack, it's like, I've, you completely have lost control and it's really scary. And so, um, the control like mechanism or the control voice or whatever it is, it just gets very, very strong. And so as human beings, most of us really like to be in control. And, um, and, uh, with this work, it is all about letting go and trusting and surrendering. And, and that's not always easy to do. And I really respect that. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but the freedom that you get from that when you do let go is so worth it. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared. I think there's some really practical things that people can be doing and I just really want to encourage people listening to explore this. If you think any of this resonates with you, get in touch with Rebecca, um, check out her workshops and her book. Um, Where can people find out more about you and what you do? Um, well, my website's 
breathingtree.co.uk. So on there, um, I have all my workshops uh, listed on there. So they're monthly, usually at Derby Yoga in Marlebone. And I see people for one-on-one set in Derby Yoga as well, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And then um, lots of events coming up and retreats and um uh, they're sort of going to be posted up over the, you know, for what's happening this year. And uh, my book, And Breathe, is you can buy that on Amazon. So, yeah, thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Chloe. So nice to do this at last. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that as fascinating as I did. And I really hope that you'll use some of these tools and even consider going to a breathwork class yourself. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Chloe Brotheridge, and that's spelled brother, R-E-D-G-E. And you can find Rebecca at breathing.tree. And also don't forget, if you want to get your free anxiety-busting toolkit, then you can download it at karmau.com forward slash free. And I get messages from people basically every day saying how much of a game changer this toolkit is. I just want to share one that someone sent me yesterday. She said... Hi Chloe, just wanted to say a massive thank you for your anxiety toolkit. I've had a tough few days with a family fallout and the relaxation plus the affirmations have made the biggest difference. It's a total game changer, thank you. So you can get that toolkit, it's totally free. It's at karmau.com forward slash free and I will just send it straight to your inbox and you can download worksheets, audio downloads and also you'll get the latest podcast from me as well. All right, thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you loads of love and I hope to see you soon. 